Good morning. How we doing? I want to take a moment before we start and, uh, and just recognize our veterans. If you are a veteran, would you mind standing? On behalf of Live Oak, of my family and myself, thank you so much for serving and for us to be able to be here this morning in freedom, worshiping our God genuinely. Very thankful for you. Uh, my name is Clay Thomas. I am the worship pastor here at Live Oak. Um, I would like to uh, extend an invitation to you for our worship night. I know Joe mentioned that. Uh, it is this next Sunday that's coming up. Uh, Sunday, November 18th. It'll start at 6.30. Man, I'm very excited for this. It's a time where we can just stop, reflect, um, give up all of our distractions, all of our busyness. It's holiday season. Just give it up to God and just thank him for what he has done, what he is doing, and what he will do. Uh, And it's a time where we can just genuinely praise and worship him. So I would love for all of you to be a part of that. Uh, It'll be right here. And there's dessert afterwards, which is my favorite part, so come on. Uh, So good. Normally when we think about worship, uh, we think of worship through music. A lot of times we relate it to what we just did, right? Uh, We played a couple songs. They had to do with Jesus. They had to do with God. We sing them in church. A lot of times when we think of worship, that's what we think of, but there are actually many different forms of worship. Some of that we've already discussed in our vintage series. Uh, We've talked about serving, discipleship, giving. All of these are forms of worshiping God. Uh, Next week, we're going to talk about communion, uh, prayer, meditating on God's word. All of that are, are different forms of worship. But one form of worship is worshiping through music. And that's what I'm going to hone in on because I am the worship pastor here. So... That's what I do, that's what I love to do, and that's what uh, we're going to talk about this morning. Now, many of you have given me different titles, which I'm great with, all right? I could care less about my title. Uh, Some of you have called me uh, our music director, our song leader, or my favorite, our music dude. And I think that should be my title, honestly. Let's all make a vote right now. Music dude, say aye. Aye, 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 all right. It's a lot more than I thought, all right. Good morning, I'm your music dude, Clay Thomas, all right, welcome, glad you're here. Um, Have you ever stopped and thought about why we sing songs? Like, why is that part of the church service? Why do we call that worship? Where does that even come from? Because I'll tell you, if you look in scripture, you're not going to find anywhere where singing songs is a requirement of a church service. Singing songs is worship, and it has to be a part of a church service. You're not going to find that anywhere in Scripture, but what you will find are people who love God that sing songs to them, or to Him. You can say them. It's plural. Sure. Look right here in, uh, in, this, in this verse, Job 36, 24. Remember to extol His work in which people have praised in song. Look at this next verse, Exodus 15, 1. Then Moses and the Israelites sang this song to Yahweh. Keep going. 
Psalm 149.1, praise the Lord, sing to the Lord a new song. Praise him in the assembly of the godly. Matthew 26.30, after singing a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. I think it's Ephesians 5.18.19, be filled by the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making music in your hearts to the Lord. Acts 16.25, about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the rest of the prisoners were listening to them. We see all throughout Scripture, that was just a handful. There are so many verses where God's people are singing praises to him. We find worship all throughout it. In 2 Samuel 6, we even see uh, David and his buddies are like, it's like playing in a band. They have instruments, they're singing, and they're, uh, it says they're energetically uh, worshiping Yahweh, singing and playing instruments. And David is so overcome by this worship that he starts dancing publicly because he's so consumed with the Lord in this form of worship. All right, so let's all stand and try this. I'm just kidding. No takers. I didn't even get a budge. Man. Instead, okay, we got one budge. Thank you. I appreciate that. Some of your faces, we look like we're about to have a footloose situation on here. We see praise and worship through music all throughout Scripture, even dancing in Scripture. But there's something that we cannot see, and it is so vital when it comes to worship through music, and it's the heart. The heart is so important when it comes to worship. They play such an important role when we worship God. Now, I have had so many discussions with other music dudes um, about how to measure the engagement of worship, right? So we're leading these songs. How do you know the people are engaged in it? How do you know they're worshiping God authentically, genuinely, all right, so we had uh, about 250 hands raised today, and then we had about 50 of those moving to the, uh, I caught a big fish, right, uh, that posture. And then 75 today ended up having a little bit of hip sway, their, their first hip sway, all right? They experienced their first hip sway in worship. We had a great day of worship. So many people were engaged. That's, you can't measure that. You can't measure. It's false by measuring exterior forms of worship during our time in our service. The reason you can't measure it, because you cannot see their hearts. You don't know what's going on right here. Let me give you an example of this. Uh, when I first uh, decided to introduce the song, Death Was Arrested, I was so pumped. I love this song. And I couldn't wait to introduce it uh, here at Live Oak. And sing it with you guys. And uh, I remember we're singing it, and I'm just like, I see some head nods. Yes, this is good. And I'm loving it. And I'm getting engaged in worship. And, uh, and I remember making eye contact in the middle of the song with one of our elders. And he didn't look too happy. <laughs> and I immediately am like, what is the next lyric? I don't know what to sing. What is happening? Is this song heretical? Death was arrested. Should I have changed the words to something different, death was digested, I don't know, like something different, because maybe that's wrong, and I was like, I could have sworn this was, 
theologically and biblically sound. It worked. It fit. It's good. I panicked. And so after the, after the service, dug into this message, and I remember this elder came up to me. And my hands are sweating. I'm so nervous. And he comes up to me, and he shakes my dripping wet hand. And he says, that new song was so good, biblically sound, and it impacted me during worship. And I was like, well, say that to your face. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't say it. I didn't say it. I promise I didn't. I didn't say that. I honestly don't know what I said. I was trying to breathe. Like, I was just shaking his hand. And uh, my point is, you cannot uh, judge worship, authentic, genuine worship through music based off outward expression. Worship is not dependent on the outward expression. It is dependent on the interior, on the heart. You can lift your hands. You can go big fish. You can go hip sway. You can sing the loudest out of your whole section, or you could dance like David did. You will receive no judgment here, I promise. But none of that matters if your heart is not engaged in worshiping God. I promise you will never receive judgment from me, whether you are uh, standing still during worship through music, uh, arms crossed, not singing a lick, um, or if you are hands up, hip sway, giant fish, whatever you want, you will, you will not receive judgment from me either way because I cannot see your heart. And I don't know what's taking place here, but the Lord does, and the Lord sees, and he's the one who judges the heart. I love um, Isaac Watts. He's a hymn writer, super famous. He, uh, he said this. He says, The great God values not the service of men if the heart be not in it. The Lord sees and judges the heart. He has no regard to outward forms of worship if there be no inward adoration, if no devout affection be employed therein. It is therefore a matter of infinite importance, infinite importance to have the whole heart engaged steadfastly for God. Is it a matter of infinite importance to us when we enter through these doors and we come on a Sunday morning and life is life, however that may be for you, up high, down low, whatever, but we come in and we make it a matter of infinite importance to get our heart right before we engage in worship. Bob Coughlin, he wrote uh, Worship Matters. He said this, worship isn't primarily about music, techniques, liturgies, songs, or methodologies. It's about hearts. It's about what and who we love more than anything. Now, there's something God calls us to do. So I'm going to drink a lot. My throat's a little scratchy from yelling at tech last night. No, it didn't. Didn't help at all. Didn't help that I sat next to a UT buddy either. Um, There's something God calls every one of us to do. He calls us to love the truth, 2 Thessalonians 2.10. Uh, He calls us to worship the one who says he is the truth and who tells us that the truth will set you free. John 14, 6, John 8, 32. And God wants everyone to come to the knowledge of the truth, 1 Timothy 2, 4. And Jesus even said he would send the spirit of truth 
and he asked God to sanctify his disciples in the truth, which he identified as God's word. John 17, 17. What this tells me is that there is no authentic worship of God without a right knowledge of the truth, right knowledge of who God is, of his word. We see word and truth related to each other as one. There is no authentic worship of God without a right knowledge of God, and we can only find a right knowledge of God through the revelation of the truth in the scriptures. It's found in God's word. We can't expect to worship God in spirit and in truth if we don't have a right understanding of who he is. It would be like this. If you came up to me and you were like, man, I love your son Ford. He is the life of the party and his obsession with astronauts is awesome. I'd look at you and I'd be like, who are you talking about? Because my son is an introverted dinosaur loving boy, right? He's obsessed with dinosaurs. He doesn't have any obsession with astronauts. And he definitely ain't alive for the party, all right? I try and make him alive for the party at times, and he's in his corner just like, I'm good with my AC and my dinosaurs, okay? That's my son. I would not appreciate the kind of praise that you are trying to give my son because it's not a representation of who he is. If you don't know my son then any kind of praise that you give him to me means nothing because it's not who he is. And this is the same way when it comes to worshiping God. We have to have a right and knowledgeable understanding of who he is for authentic worship and praise. We may have the best intention. We may have a heart that is in the right place. But if we don't know who God is, know the things of God, And when we worship him and sing out things that may not necessarily represent who he is, you can't expect him to receive that praise just like you wouldn't receive it from your son if it's a misrepresentation of who he is. My role here at Live Oak is to teach, train, and encourage God's people in praising him rightly and living for his glory. Our worship through music should be leading you to know and understand God more than when you walked in through the doors. Our goal as a worship team is not to meet your preferences or to achieve your standard approval in worship. We are here instead to magnify the greatness of God and Jesus Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit by skillfully combining God's word with music. Therefore, it should motivate us, the Gather Church Live Oak, to proclaim the gospel, to cherish God's presence, and to live for God's glory. Worship should lead us to know God more. It should be rooted in the word of truth, which is our scriptures, our Bible, that God has given us so that we could know him, that he could reveal more of himself to us, the more you know God through the knowledge of the word of truth, the greater the worship is. It changes you. My prayer for myself and for our worship team is that we would become so familiar with the word of truth as we are with our instruments. And if we do that, I, I guarantee there's a greater chance that everyone in here, including us, will walk away from our worship services more amazed by our God than by our music. 
That is our goal. That is our prayer. We want you to know God deeply. You have an opportunity to know God deeply. From the moment you walk through these doors, from the moment we start singing praises of the word of truth to him, from the moment we open up his word and we dig through it together and we apply it to our lives, you have an opportunity to know God more. Here's what happens when you are worshiping God through music and growing deeper into the knowledge of the truth. When you sing, let's say, for instance, uh, let's take the songs this morning. When you sing, uh, you called my name and I ran out of that grave. When you are growing deeper into the knowledge of God, when you're reading his word, when you're meditating on these scriptures, when you're worshiping daily, you sing, you call my name and I ran out of that grave, and you immediately think Ephesians, 4, Ephesians chapter 2, starting verse 4, but God, being rich in mercy because of the great love that he has for us, even though we were dead in our trespasses, even though we were in our graves, you have made us alive together with Christ. It is by grace you are saved. You think of what God has done as he's called you out of that grave. What word of truth that is. You think of 1 Peter 2, 9, proclaim the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into marvelous light. He called my name. I ran out of that grave. Or when we sing, uh, when we sing you make me brave. When you're growing deeper into the knowledge of God, when you're reading his word, you sing, um, what's the lyric? I just, I should know this. I'm the worship pastor. Um, on the bridge, you make me brave. You call me out beyond the shores into the waves. What do you picture there? And you picture, you picture Jesus standing out on the waters. You picture Peter stepping out of a boat in faith, walking on the water towards Jesus. You see Peter sinking but you see Jesus extending out his hand to lift him up. And you say, God, you make me brave. You call me out beyond the shores into the waves. I know that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I know that you are with me in these storms. I know that whatever I face, whatever obstacle is in my way, you are here. You are walking with me. Your hand is extended out to me. Man, God's word can change you. Worship can move in you and change you and impact you. So we have this this knowledge of God. We have this word of truth. But then there's this other side of worship that's music. I love music. Music moves you, right? My my wife loves running to uh, pop music, like upbeat pop music, right? I do not. I don't like running, <laughs> all right? <laughs> run and fun. Just because they rhyme, they don't mean they go together, all right? Uh, when I run, once every year, uh, I like listening to kind of like inspirational music, right? Like my favorite song for the longest time that I love running to is a song called Fix You by Coldplay. It is so good. Um, but <laughs> it's super slow, and it's a song that doesn't have high beats per measure, 
to run to. It is a song that's just like, and you try your best, but you don't succeed. Like, it's, and that's what I'm saying. Like, it's just this, people cry to it. And I love running to it, right? It moves me. It makes me want to run. It makes me run from something. I don't know. But it makes me move. Uh, there's a... There's a band called Rupains that I really love. I know I'm listening to these secular artists. Don't judge me, okay? I won't judge you. Um, Rupains, I love them. Um, but I, I remember working one day, and it was a day where, like, I didn't take a break. From, like, 9 to 4 straight, I was just going, going, going. I skipped lunch. It was just one of those days I had, got, I had to get a ton of stuff done, core charts, arrangements, rehearsal mixes. It was just a lot. And so I remember uh, I was just sitting down on my computer all day. And I stopped at four, and I was like, oh, I need a break. And I need to stretch. And I need to just process. <laughs> my mind was just kind of all over the place. And so not many people were in the office. And Maddie was. And I looked at Maddie, uh, and she, uh, she's like, hey, good seeing you today. You know, like, finally, you're taking off your headphones and interacting with people. And I, I was like, hey don't freak out, but I'm just going to go walk in the field over here, all right? And I'm going to put in some headphones, and I'm just going to walk, all right? And she goes, okay, 911. Like, I'm sure she was worried, uh, as well she should be, but I just remember I walked in the field. I put on Rupain's a song called Little Giant, so good, and uh, I remember it just, like, put me at peace. Like, it kind of moved me from this busyness to this calmness. And, I mean, it's, it's weird because I'm, like, touching the mesquite bushes, and I'm just like, man, this feels so good, you know? Like, I'm, I don't know what's going on. I'm, like, breathing in this air, and I'm like, there's a taint of cow manure, but it's still good, you know? And looking at the sky, and it just put me at this, it moved me. Like, the lyrics were just so good. Start small, grow tall. Uh, it was just moving. And, and that's what music does. Like, music has this amazing ability to move you. You could go from one uh, state of mind to completely another after listening to a song. And it may not even be Christian. It, it may not even be, uh, what is it, uh, not KL2Y, that's Dallas, uh, Air One or whatever. It may not even be Christian music, but that's what music does. It can move you. Now, when you take music that moves you and you combine it with God's truth that changes you, your worship can do so much to your life. Worship can mold you, can shape you, can form you, can change you. From the moment you walk in these doors to when you're walking out, you're a completely different person. It's because what God does is because of the scripture rooted in this, in this music that goes with it, that glorifies him, that honors him, but yet changes you at the same time. It's this beautiful combination that came from God, not us. And what it does is it glorifies God. Now, I'm going to have the band come back up. And I love, when I listen to messages, I love applying right away. And if I don't write something down where I can't apply right away, or if I don't do something right away, it tends to get put on the back burner. And I forget about it. All right? Um, we're going to apply. We're going to apply this morning of what it means to worship. And what we talked about was getting our hearts right before God. 
getting your heart in a posture of surrender over to God, where it's in this humble adoration of who he is. And remember your mind, the knowledge of God, understanding God through his word, through the truth. We're going to sing these songs that are so rooted in God's word. The scripture that is combined with music. And we're going to praise and worship one object of worship, which is him. And if you express that praise outwardly, great. Just make sure your heart's there. If you don't want to express that praise at all and just sit there, great. Make sure your heart's there. Make sure your heart is engaged in worship and think about these lyrics. We're going to have a time just to reflect a little bit. It's really hard to start singing right away and get your heart engaged right away. So let's just take a little moment. Doug, you play something. And let's get our hearts right. You don't have to stand. And let's really engage in worshiping our God because he is so worthy of praise.